This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is October 8th, 2020. This week, one of the lessons investors have learned during the pandemic is the importance of factors when it comes to managing portfolios. Some might even say that every investor is a factor investor. As we do each quarter, we welcome back Executive Director for MSCI Core Research, Hitendra Varsani, to help us sort through the latest factor performance. Hitendra, welcome back to the program. Hi, Adam. Good to be here. So the last time you were on, you talked a bit about the idea of style factor momentum. How did this play out over the third quarter? And can you just walk us through high level some of the other equity factor performance trends you saw? Sure. So when we look back at uh, 2020, momentum has been a dominant driver of returns across global markets, along with quality and growth. We've presented the concept of style factor momentum. And that's a term that we use to describe uh, simply that factors that have worked continue to work well going forward. And we've seen strong evidence of that in recent times. Uh, The ACQUI All Country World Index uh, returned a healthy return of about 8.3% in Q3. And momentum and quality have continued to outperform, delivering outperformance in the range of 5.1% for momentum and 1.8% for quality. Now, at the end of the first half, Uh, We've also highlighted the recovery in macro indicators was negative for yield and low vol. And again, we've seen that uh, play out over Q3. These trends, they're fairly consistent across global and regional markets. So whether we're looking at world or emerging markets or Europe or or Asian markets, factors that have worked have pushed their valuations higher, notably amongst momentum stocks. For Acqui, the price to forward earnings is in excess of 30 Whereas for value stocks, it's uh, close to 10. And what about on the fixed income side? I'm specifically thinking here about US dollar and the euro markets. Given the continued low rate environment, did you see any effect on issuance or the growth of corporate bond market overall? Absolutely. So corporate debt issuance in the dollar denominated investment grade market in particular, up until the end of August was around $1.7 trillion. And that compares to uh, $1.1 trillion at the same point last year. So clearly, we're in an environment where corporates have taken advantage of the investor appetite for high quality bonds in this low rate environment. We've also seen debt issuance uh, increase uh, in the euro market as well. Now, in terms of general market performance, We have indexes that track segments of the IG market in both USD and euros in terms of style factors, just like we've done in equities. Now, if we look back at the last two quarters, we found investors have favored pro-cyclical factors such as value, bottom fishing, those cheap credits, uh, carry, those that have had a higher spread, and lower size, those that have had less debt issuance. Whereas the defensive factors like uh, low risk and high quality have lagged uh, in the recent market. Have you seen style factor momentum on the fixed income side as well? The evidence for style factor momentum uh, hasn't been investigated to the extent it has in equities. We had 40 years of data to test that thesis. With the credit factors, um, history goes back only about 15 years. But certainly, if we look at 2020, 
uh, at least over the last two quarters, we've seen this pro-cyclical factors gaining momentum as well. Going back to the idea of monetary policy, interest rates, the Fed recently shifted their inflation approach from a 2% target to aiming for an average of 2% over time. Of course, the implication being that they won't necessarily raise rates were inflation to pick up. How have you approached this from a factors perspective? Sure. So we've looked at how uh, equity factors have performed in various uh, inflation and real yield environments using our deep history as a guidebook. So this is a data set uh, within MSCI that extends back over 40 years. And we see generally there's uh, three camps. Uh, We see factors that have had inverse relationship to uh, inflation or real yield. We've seen some factors that have had a positive relationship. And then, uh, interestingly, uh, we've seen some factors that have worked irrespective of the environment, quality and momentum. These two factors have outperformed irrespective of whether inflation or real yields were high or low. And we also observe that these are the two factors that have been dominating the market, not only in 2020, but also over the last few years as well. Very interesting to note, given the recent attention on inflation. Absolutely. Now, turning to some conversations that you've had with clients, it's always so valuable to get your experience from this. What is on their mind these days? Clients are recognizing that the market is increasingly differentiating between uh, winners and losers. So if we take uh, Acqui as an example, uh, the performance year to day is fairly flat. But underneath the surface, we find that 30% of the constituents are 20% lower than where they started at uh, the end of Q3. So the high degree of dispersion uh, that we've seen has really created opportunities for the active fact investor. Now we're in Q4, clients are thinking about what's on the horizon. Let's think about stress testing. And in those different scenarios, how would factors respond? With the increased likelihood of lower rates for longer and the potential for high inflation that we spoke about, we've seen clients think about high dividend yield strategies that have um, certain quality characteristics, stable dividends, potential for dividend growth, companies that can continue to pay out during difficult times. And in an environment where income is going to be hard to source, uh, high dividend yield strategies are quite unique in that respect. Throughout the pandemic, your research, as well as that of your colleagues, you stress the importance of factor selection as being even more important than stock selection. Can you talk a bit more about that? Sure. So when we look back at the crisis, uh, clearly there were significant bouts of uh, market volatility that were experienced over time. Uh, We refer to that as time series volatility. But it's also important to think about cross-sectional volatility too. That gives a measure of the variation of the returns in stocks over a certain uh, window. During the pandemic, uh, we observed cross-sectional dispersion attributed to common factors rose significantly more sharply than stock-specific volatility. Now, that's using fairly uh, scientific jargon. Now, if we think about this more simply, in other words, what we're saying is it was more important to manage your exposure to, say, for example, airlines as a whole than to, say, distinguish between uh, British Airways and American Airlines. 
generally speaking, uh, managing factors effectively at various levels of aggregation, uh, yeah, industry, sector, factor levels. Uh, these are useful tools to have at hand uh, when managing risk and performance. And last, but of course not least, everybody wants to know what's coming. At the end of the quarter, what did the models show as we head into the last part of the year? Sure. So we have an adaptive uh, multi-factor model. And this takes a holistic approach to uh, factor assessment based on a number of indicators, expanding uh, macro uh, indicators, uh, the valuations of the factors, uh, recent performance trends, and uh, risk sentiment in the market. Now, overall, uh, when we look at the indicators as at the end of uh, Q3, uh, we do see a pro-cyclical bias towards low size. So these are these small capitalization stocks. And we see this bias across all four pillars. Now, as you and me know, mega caps have had outsized gains. They've had strong momentum exposure. They now have premium valuations. And perhaps these smaller names have received less attention uh, and somewhat lagged uh, over the full year. Low size, these small cap stocks, is a factor that has low valuations, has recently turned in terms of performance, and is also overweight uh, due to uh, economic indicators pointing to expansion. But however, uh, we do have to keep in mind uh, that we are progressing through an unusual environment during uncertain times. It's unclear where a vaccine will come uh, for, for COVID. And so it's interesting to see uh, how this final quarter actually finishes and where we go from here. That's all for this week. Thanks to Hitendra and to all of you for joining us. Remember, it takes just a moment to subscribe to the podcast, to leave a comment, or share with a friend. Until next week, I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.